Hey, hello, everyone out there. Gotta keep this on the down low, because this is a super secret, super forbidden episode of the PlayStation Report, in which we're going to talk about Xbox. I'm Frank. Joining me is Tyler. We are bastards. What's up? <laughs> we are bastards. We're evil. We're on the wrong side. What's wrong with us? Yeah. Playing double agents here, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we we have had to record two episodes back to back to uh, you know resolve some scheduling conflicts. Uh, so we decided that um, we're going to talk about Xbox uh, at what they just talk a little bit about Xbox and maybe this year and maybe beyond and you know. Just the interesting things that are happening on the green side of things. Mm-hmm. Because there, there is a lot happening. You know, they also just announced the Xbox and Bethesda E3 show that we can yes. talk about, too. Um, so, yeah, no. I think this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, we could probably just start out with, like, What's going to be at the time of the recording a week from from this episode dropping? Uh, E3 is happening, and to kick off E3, I guess kicking off right. This is the, no E3 wanna, starting on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, and right? I want to say Ubisoft is confirmed on Saturday. That, that's the weird thing about this E3 is that we're so close, but yet I think Xbox and Ubisoft are the only ones that are confirmed with times, mm. which is just so weird to me. Yeah, that is strange. Um, but yeah, Xbox and Bethesda are having a joint showcase uh, happening on Sunday, the 13th at 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. So I guess that's, 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 what, one in the afternoon here. Yep. Um and yeah, they have some things. There have been things rumored. There aren't even any games here confirmed that they're going to show off there. But I I find what Microsoft has to be very interesting. Like, just the amount of things that they, they own now and the amount of things that are going to be exclusive to Xbox. It is, it is a very exciting time for people who own an Xbox. Hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. And then you throw Game Pass on top of that. There is so much potential in what Microsoft has now and what they could do moving forward. And just if they line up their cards right, you know, having a major game like almost all the time is a mm-hmm. total possibility for them. And... I think it can begin with this fall with Halo, and I'm sure we'll talk about Halo and all that, but, but yeah, it, it's just, it's it's very exciting, and I think one thing that's really just interested, interesting about what Microsoft's doing is it's a completely different strategy than what anyone else is doing. You know, they, they want to push Game Pass, and they are getting content and exclusives and buying studios to push Game Pass. They don't really care where you're playing. If it's on PC, your phone, or an Xbox, 
they just want you in that ecosystem on Game Pass. And it's it's a different strategy, and that's going to create a lot of uh, hopefully exciting things to come out of it. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we've said it plenty of times here before, but Game, Ca- Game Pass is probably the biggest thing that Microsoft has going for it that, like, PlayStation just hasn't had a response for, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure will have a response for, because I, I think just the Goliath of a company that uh, Microsoft is, like, Windows is, like, the biggest, is their biggest product, and, like, it is used worldwide. It is, like, the most popular operating system. Yep. And just being able to, like, have that kind of, like, that stability and like allows them to take these risks like with Game Pass and it's just a great deal for anyone who who uh, doesn't want to pay now $70 per video game yeah, um, and wants to experience a broader uh, variety of games mm-hmm. while not spending like hundreds maybe even thousands of dollars a year playing games. Yeah. And then even kind of courting developers and publishers to launch their games into Game Pass is something that you know Sony doesn't can't compete with too much. I mean, we've seen them launch uh, a lot of different games on PS5 into PlayStation Plus for the month, but it happens constantly with with Xbox Game Pass and Microsoft can they have the money to where they can kind of I guess subsidize the developer to where that's totally fine. And, you know, that's that's a huge thing, you know, like getting the outer worlds, getting MLB the show twenty one, getting, you know, a lot of different indie games to launch into Game Pass is you know, it's a pretty pretty big thing now that this service has evolved into and um, I think we'll be seeing a lot more of that, especially as they gain more subscribers and can have more money there to throw around with it but you know it's Microsoft they 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 bought Bethesda and then made that 7.5 billion back like that quarter alone mm-hmm. double it i mean it's like <laughs> it's just like almost nothing to them but you know we've seen them be pretty aggressive with game pass so far this year because they they can just kind of do that whatever they want and they need to be in order to really pull people into that service because they don't really have a lot of like exclusive first party games coming out right now either. But you know, that's probably going to change here come this fall and into next year and beyond Um, to where, you know, I'm sure they will continue the aggression, but having those big first party games like a halo or Starfield launch in the game pass is just going to be fucking insanely huge for them. Yeah, because you can imagine that there are some people holding out on Game Pass until these first-party games start coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because because if that's what you're what you're in the Xbox ecosystem for, like you've been waiting for quite a while now. Um but right. like like you said Halo coming out this year, like and I, I have a feeling that's going to be definitely be like one of the big things here at the Xbox Bethesda showcase. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it has to be. Like, Halo has to be there. Halo is in the image they put on their 
on uh, like in their <clears throat> media stuff that they put out there for their for this like yeah it, halo has to be there <laughs> it, it, yeah absolutely and not only does it have to be there it has to be good oh yeah and i wasn't of the mind that halo infinite looked horrible last summer when we saw it yeah it could have looked better for sure um but it has to just like blow people away i think because of the the mixed reception of it last summer delaying the game out of the launch of series x into this fall you know they really have to show off you know this is how we fixed this game and made it better and this is why halo infinite is going to be the best fucking halo yet um who knows if it will be but but still you know and i i i feel like they really got a blow it out more too of like show off a decent size chunk of the single player but then we have seen nothing in their multiplayer at all either like show us what's going on there and maybe that's what like in this image for their showcase announcements there's a lot of different like spartans on it um which to me could potentially be teasing like a multiplayer reveal for halo infinite um but maybe it has something to do with single player too. I don't know. But I think that'd be really cool to see. Or maybe it has to do with infinite, meaning that this is going to be the last Halo game <laughs> and uh, it's just going to last forever. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they said that they want this game to last for like 10 years or some shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, this game's going to have a big tail to it. And, but they need to show us... Yeah, maybe not everything, but, like, how, why? Like, what are you guys doing to greatly keep this game going besides, you know, the obvious multiplayer maps, modes, all that stuff? Look, you you make your own Spartan. uh, You go across the galaxy uh, doing things with with the group of other players. Uh, It's going to be great. Uh, (laughs) It's an ongoing story that keeps getting updated. Mm -hmm. Um. It's totally not Destiny. It's not Destiny. Don't look at Bungie, who used to make Halo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Definitely. I don't know. I wouldn't be against it. Like, <laughs> But, yeah, I think no. primarily what I want is some... is maybe some real closure to, like, the Master Chief story. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. come, like, it's... I, I feel like we we have to jump ship from from master master chief at some point and like i don't know maybe master chief is a character in this game like ongoing or a character in the series but i feel like that ha- that story has to end yeah it's got to go somewhere at some point maybe that's what they were trying to do with 5 but they just butchered it so badly yeah um and yeah I- I I don't know. Uh, I'm curious where that story's gonna go. Like because of five story, it was just not well great. And I don't like where they were heading between the relationship of uh, Master Chief and Cortana. And I'm curious how they salvage that with this game and how much. Do they even get away from that story in 5? Like, how much do they keep it going? I mean, they have to. 
because um, mm-hmm. this game comes after that. But yeah, how do they try to to fix that story a little bit? I guess and and keep keep it interesting and keep a Halo story interesting now that it's an open world game too. Mm-hmm. Like, how are they doing that? And I'm really curious on that. And that's the thing. Like, it seemed like from that showcase last summer that <clears throat> the game's a little empty and desolate. But that's also what I liked about Halo in a way. Yeah, like, like I, you you think about those the Halo like the first Halo Combat Evolved, you're you're going around the ring and a lot of like it's a lot of space in between encounters. Yeah, definitely. And there was something just kinda beautiful and interesting about that. And so I don't think there needs to be shit all over the place like a modern open world game, but you know, hopefully there's at least interesting stuff all over the place to get mm-hmm. into. Um, but that, that emptiness is, is something that's just kind of beautiful about Halo. And I hope that they found a way to get that to uh, shine through in this game. I, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for Halo, but like there's, there's, there's a lot more yeah. to Xbox. And uh, like their new, new acquisition, Bethesda, that is going to, that really excites me, honestly. Like, the idea of Starfield, <laughs> and yeah. it's not coming out this year. Like they wouldn't. No. Like that game is probably maybe I don't know if it's next year or not. But like you would not put Starfield out like this year. Like you want Halo to be the big thing this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yep. But yeah, like. Starfield and what that is is going to be a huge, uh, hugely anticipated thing that we hope to see at this E3 event. Yeah, I think it's pretty given that we'll see it. I totally agree. There's no way it's coming out this year. I think that that would just be so dumb. Because to have Halo and Starfield compete with each other would just be make no sense to me. Um, so, But next year, having that be a big title, spring, summer, fall, next year, whatever wherever it ends up landing would be very smart. Um, Starfield's such a fascinating thing to me because I feel like there is a ton of hype around this game that we know pretty much nothing about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so don't get me wrong. The concept of it or that we know of so far is super intriguing. I mean, it's Bethesda's first new IP in fucking an eternity. It's space and sci-fi. Bethesda's never really done that, really. So that's another kind of cool concept. Apparently there's, like, planetary exploration, all that stuff. That could be very cool. You know, it's there's a lot of intriguing components to it, but, you know, the hype seems to be getting pretty out of control already for something we've barely seen anything about. Um, but I th- I'd say overall I'm very intrigued to see what it is, and I hope we do get something like somewhat substantial and not just like a trailer or something, and it's like, eh, we'll show you gameplay when we're closer to launch. You know, I hope we do get something decent that shows off like what you're going to be doing in this game. Because... Um, the leaked images show you 
in third person. So, and I know that's something in like Skyrim you can do third or first person. Can you do that in Fallout? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, can you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I imagine that's just one of those things of, you know, in those games you can do third or first person, but, you know, like, what what are you doing in that game? And, you know, there's there's a lot of cool possibilities, I guess, and I guess that's why people are getting so hyped, but, yeah. Where are you at with Starfield? Like, you know, are, um, are you you excited to see this game? I guess. Yeah i I really uh, I'm I'm really excited to see this game. I'm excited to see if um just I, I if that game comes out as messy as every Bethesda game comes out. <laughs> yeah, because that's gonna. I don't know if that's going to be acceptable now that uh, Microsoft owns them. I agree. I agree with you. And and I would hope that the fact that they are owned by Microsoft and they really only need to develop for Xbox and in PC too, but you know, hopefully that makes things easier for them cuz they can just focus all of their uh, resources into that single platform and we can get something truly special, but I I agree with you. It's it's different now that they are owned by Microsoft because that's not the quality that, you know, the open world games that Sony's putting out. Granted, they're a little bit more smaller, I guess, than a Bethesda game, but, you know, th- those games are very polished. And mm-hmm. to have that compared to a buggy Bethesda mess might not be the greatest look. Yeah. And I mean, they still also have Fallout seventy six, so we we yeah. might see some stuff from that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's. I put another list of games that are supposed to be coming out this year. Um, a lot of them are smaller games that, I mean, there was a presentation in January about yeah. all of this, all these Xbox games, and like I only remember a couple of these, uh, to be honest, um, but. Uh, so some of the ones that stood out to me, uh, the gunk, uh, <laughs> makers of the Steam World games are making the gunk, uh, mm-hmm. which looks pretty interesting. I, I hope we see that. I hope that comes out this year. Yeah, um, supposed to, but yeah, it could be cool. It's not a great game name. Sorry, not a great name. <laughs> well, oh, come on! I love the gunk. Yeah, I guess it does make them stand out, but. Um, it, what's interesting about this game is that it's like a full-blown looking like 3D platformer sort of adventure that that team really hasn't done before, I don't think. So, you know, that that could be cool because that team is obviously very talented. The only game I've really played from them was SteamWorld Dig 2, but I loved that game. So, oh, yeah. There could be some good potential here, I think, for for the gunk. Yeah, uh yeah, that that and um Scorn. Do you remember Scorn? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, this kind of sci-fi horror game looking yeah. thing. Yeah, those those are the ones that like out of this this list really that's that speak to me um personally. I feel like Tunic has been in development forever. I feel like yes. t- <laughs> It, like, it has that game looks like looks very cool though, very old school Zelda like. But 
but yeah it's been in development forever <laughs> yeah yeah same um, with uh 12 minutes yes. 12 minutes has been around for a while that game you know they did show it off recently with some new uh kind of voice acting talent that's in the game james mcavoy daisy ridley william defoe uh um, that's a fucking that's an awesome lineup <laughs> oh yeah absolutely the game just seems like it it, it has a lot of potential in its storytelling possibilities and I'm very intrigued by that. I hope that game gets out this year. Mm, yes. Another one that stands out to me is uh, a game that just got a date, uh, The Ascent. Um, so this game is like a sort of like 2D Diablo-looking camera camera angle, um, and it is a twin-stick shooter, um, and it's co-op. And so it, it looks a little bit like uh, like a more sci-fi like Dead Nation or Hell Divers or something Ooh. like that sort of gameplay. Um, and yeah, it seems fucking awesome. Like the gameplay itself looks really good. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's co-op and all that stuff. So that's a game we might have to check out. But it, it seems very very cool. Previews came out for it recently, and yeah, it sounded good to me. Yeah. Um, I'm- yeah, and then there are some things that aren't necessarily coming out this year that I am like, I am very excited for what Obsidian does uh, with their um, their Skyrim like their Elder Scrolls like game set in their Pillars of Eternity universe. I forget yeah. what the game's called. Avowed. Uh, Avowed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's really that's like one of my more anticipated games from from the Microsoft side of things here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that game has a lot of potential. I hope we see it at the Re3 showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just the fact that Microsoft now owns so many RPG studios, I'm really curious how they're going to balance that. Yeah, because... you know what's going to be really <laughs> funny is if they show off Avowed. Don't, like, they just go right into it, like, no, no title card or anything. And Twitter goes nuts about the Elder Scrolls Six <laughs> until yeah. it's it's revealed at the end to be avowed. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there are going to be awkward situations like that when you have like studios who are known for similar kinds of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. Um, but I mean, they have Obsidian making avowed. They have in exile. You know, does Wasteland. They're apparently making, I think, a, an FPS, I think. That's what oh. they're hiring for. I could be wrong on that. i to look that up. But they're hiring for, like, a new big game. Um, then you have uh, Playground Games, who has a whole other studio that's making Fable. So that's yes. another RPG. Then you have Bethesda Game Studios with Starfield, Elder Scrolls. Um, so there's... There's a lot of massive RPG potential there that, um, you know, they got to figure out how to balance that out. But those games are going to be huge for them. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So that that's Avowed is a game that I really want to see. I do hope that we see Fable from Playground Games and we see something out of that. I mean, that was exciting, but also like a total kind of wet fart how they ended there. 
uh, summer showcase last year by announcing Fable because that game was practically announced, <laughs> even yeah. though it wasn't officially. I mean, it was rumored so much, and we knew Playground was making it and all this stuff. So it was like, hey, okay, fine. But hopefully we can see it uh, this year at, at the Re3 showcase. I also really hope that some of these rumors of a Forza Horizon 5 coming out this year come true. Um, so, yeah, I, I really... Because th- there are some rumors swirling around about that one. Um, you know, with Playground having two new teams. I mean, having Forza Horizon 5 and Halo Infinite this fall, I think, would be a good one-two combo for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And I, would, yes. I could go for one of those games, for sure. Yeah, I mean, another game we're probably going to see probably even get a date for hopefully it's going to be psychonauts 2 uh, this game is yeah. still coming to playstation but it does look cool i remember i don't think i beat it but i remember enjoying psychonauts the original one back on ps2 and xbox um so i might have to revisit that because i think it is on game pass but yeah i imagine we'll get a date on that one that's supposed to be out this year too yeah um and I just, I don't know where to take this. Like, there's there's also the things that, like, we know we aren't going to see for a while that now Microsoft owns. Microsoft owns Doom. They do own Doom. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like, that's a huge, Doom is, like, whether, whether or not you really liked Doom Eternal or not, Doom is still, like, a recognizable huge tentpole in video game culture. Like, Doom is, mm-hmm. like... Doom is the FPS. Hell, they own Wolfenstein now, too. Yeah. Like, where do those go? Like... Right. I I, I imagine, like, Wolfenstein 3, like, is gonna be exclusive, right? Yeah, I would would think it is. I, I feel like we might see that game this year. I mean, it's been... You know, I guess this fall, it'll be four years... Since uh, Wolfenstein 2. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it won't come out this year, but I think announcing it this year would make a ton of sense to do Wolfenstein 3 and then Machine Games also. They're going to do that uh, Indiana Jones game, which could be huge for Microsoft. Who knows? Uh, Indiana Jones is kind of a weird IP in the modern day sense. Yeah. Um, but, you know, having a game like that an Uncharted-like game, I think, is something uh, Xbox definitely needs. Uh, but man, Wolfenstein 3, I feel like that would be a fucking awesome game to see this year. And Do we have... see Mecha Hitler? I hope so, man. I mean, they have to. <laughs> they have wow. to. That, yeah. I, I Man. Because Wolfenstein 2 got so fucking bananas with oh, their yeah. story to the point where I think it's so funny like like I remember that that year like Giant Bomb had a whole category of just like ranking and debating like what were the most bananas moments out of just Wolfenstein 2 like <laughs> the fact that they were able to do that makes me just really curious like how bananas Wolfenstein 3 will be Mm-hmm. Will they kind of maybe strike more of a balance between one and two? Um, but 
I'm so down for a Wolfenstein 3, dude. It's, oh, yeah. Those two games are just awesome. As long as it's not like Youngblood. Yeah, well, Youngblood was kind of an experiment. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Doom, I, I, I feel like we won't see anything from mid for a while. Because they just put out Doom Eternal and all its DLC, but an exclusive Doom game is going to be huge yeah. for Microsoft if if that happens. Yeah, and I imagine it would be. I mean, it would happen. They have the opportunity now, Microsoft, to revive Quake as well. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, Quake Champions, it's whatever. It's it's the multiplayer for for Quake, uh, but like, we're due for a Quake reboot, aren't we? Yeah, I feel like that would really fit in to the Xbox world too. Um, Quake, you know, obviously very big on the multiplayer set, uh, side of things, and Microsoft has always been uh, kind of a place, and Xbox just kind of always been a place for competitive first-person shooters. Um, so I feel like that would just slide right in. Maybe that's something we'll get in the next couple of years. Because, yeah, Quake Champions didn't really land at all, but I feel like Quake still has something to it, you know, yeah. where where they could do something cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I just... Do... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It's... I was going to say, do we see because this is where it gets weird at their e3 showcase do we see death loop or ghostwire tokyo <laughs> because they no. are bethesda games but they're not obviously on xbox like during the bethesda portion i don't know if they're gonna do if they're just gonna mix things in and have xbox game studio stuff third party and bethesda stuff all kind of mixed in or if they will have like a dividing line they said this thing's 90 minutes, which is going to be a lot of stuff that we're going to see. But, you know, during that Bethesda portion or whatever, do we see those games at all? I, I want to say no. I feel like I'd be weird, but I don't know. Yeah, I can't see it. I can't see them doing that. No. No, I feel like they... That stuff, because they are PlayStation 5 exclusive games, they will be in Sony's, you know presentation whatever they end up doing yeah um yeah yeah, i'm just looking at a list of studios here to see what else we might see because some of these minecraft 2 yeah yeah no probably not but (laughs) do you think they'll do that what were they doing with it that minecraft like ray tracing thing isn't that supposed to be on consoles uh, so, I have booted up Minecraft on my Xbox Series X. There is a toggle there that you cannot interact with for ray tracing. Mm. So, I can um, I can see them unveiling that here. Yeah. I could. I could, too. And then maybe even, like, a native Xbox Series X version. And PS5 version, probably, too. Because that that is something that does not exist, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I could totally see that happening. I was yeah. when so last night when we saw a quiet place, we went to Ruby Tuesday right there. Oh, <laughs> and great! 
which was an experience. Uh, but there was a family sitting, you know, at the next table over, and one of their kids were just sat there the whole time and played Minecraft on his phone. Mm. I assume his phone because everyone else had phones, which was weird to see, too, because they were kind of young kids. But um, yeah, it just kind of shows me of you know, it's just like wow. Like, as a kid, I never would have thought that would be a thing, but it totally is now, and it's just seeing these kids just play Minecraft all the time, you know, just shows how big that IP is. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we totally, totally will get that. Or another Minecraft spinoff game. Yeah. My, would you play a Minecraft Dungeons 2 They'd have to significantly expand the scope of what that is for me to play that. Because, yeah. I mean, a couple things. They need to have, like, character classes and actual skills. And, like, it mm-hmm. can't all just be equipment-based. Like, that That was... I don't know. that. I did not have a great time with Minecraft Dungeons. It was the fine, y- but, like... Not something I want to play for more than, like, just getting through the story. And even that, I don't think we managed to get through, through all of it, right? No, because, the remember the last boss? Like, that ramp up in difficulty was just completely insane. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that, that was not... I had fun playing it when you and I played through it that one day, and we played through, like, almost the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, it's not, like... It wasn't, like, the best, like, oh, my God, I absolutely love this experience. But playing with a friend, it was better. But I I agree with you. They're going to have to really do something different uh, for Minecraft Dungeons 2. But that's the thing that kind of sucked about that game is it there is potential there of what it could be. When you're playing it, you're just like, ah, it's fucking missing that and that and that and that. Or this could be better. And, you know, so I, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. All right, so they're going to partner with Square Enix to recreate a classic Final Fantasy VII game in Minecraft and have <laughs> have a Minecraft RPG. Ooh, there we go. There we go. Um, um, I think we will probably see State of Decay 3 from Undead Labs. You I think mean, they're going to do another one? Yeah, I mean, they announced it. Oh yeah, summer. Huh. They they announced it. They didn't really show anything off of it, so I imagine that's I feel like those games just see. come and go. Like they just like they come out and then like within three months everyone's moved on. Right. Exactly. So yeah, what are they gonna do to keep people more involved with that game? And then yeah, I feel like State of Decay two came out and like people played it and then moved on, but also that game was I didn't play it, but I think it was like very buggy and stuff too. So I don't know. I I, I think there's a lot of potential in State of Decay three, but they they're really gonna have to show that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious if we'll see Turn Tens Forza game because they're apparently like totally rebooting that franchise from what it sounded like last year. Um, so I don't, maybe that's something we'll, we'll see gameplay of, but I don't think that game's anywhere close to coming out. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, 
I like uh, the Forza Motorsport games. I like... As much as I like Horizon, I also just really like driving circuits. And yeah. that's, like, we haven't... We haven't had a Forza Motorsport game in a while, so... I'd, I'd like to do that again. Yeah, me too. It makes me wonder if they'll get the game out next year and then we'll have Forza, a rebooted Forza Motorsport and a GT7 going up against each other. Mm-hmm. That could be exciting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We I, need I think... racing games that aren't going to be published by EA going forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. Um, and I, I remember playing Forza 7. I, I did not like that game really at all. Like, they that was during the microtransaction era of video games. I mean, they still exist, but where that just year of like what 2017, 18, whatever, where they just put microtransactions in everything mm-hmm. and totally developed their games around it, and that was Forza Seven, and it was not fun at all, and felt like the the tracks weren't as exciting as previous Forza Motorsport game. I loved 6. And 6 had really cool expansions. There was like a Porsche expansion. There was a NASCAR expansion, which was kind of wild. Racing like stock cars on all these different street circuits. It was was really cool. Um, So, yeah, 7 just sucked. So I think them taking their time to totally rethink what Forza Motorsport could be makes makes a lot of sense so and that's why i'm wondering in hope that they get a horizon game out this year and then forza motorsport out next year maybe yeah uh, uh well good. the thing the thing i'd want from like a forza motorsport if they are going to reboot it like let's get rid of upgrading the cars like yeah you, that's an okay thing to have in horizon where you're tuning your cars and all that stuff with like upgrades and that but like for, for forza motorsport like I I just I just want to do the racing. I don't want to worry about if I've upgraded my car enough to do this race. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. That that's stuff I never really got into and I know nerdy car lovers like that stuff, but I'm I'm with you though overall. I just want to get in the fast cars and do the race. Mm-hmm. You know, or even the slow cars. I like sometimes I like dr- racing the really yeah. weird slow cars like the three-wheeled car <laughs> yeah all that stuff we're um, just getting in like a fucking uh like a ford focus you know and just drive my car in the video game exactly yeah you're going like that 70 miles an hour max <laughs> Yeah, but you know, like, in real life, that's actually kind of terrifying <laughs> to go, go that fast in, in your car. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. What Let's else see. do we have from Mike? I feel like... Um, well, there's Rare with Everwild and Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves um, has been kind of gaining a lot of popularity recently, so I could see them doing more with that game. In maybe doing like a native Series X version because I don't think that exists, but um, you know, I, I so I can see that happening. But Everwild, like, man, that's another game that's just so far away to the point where I remember, I think it was last year during interviews, they said that they still don't even really know what the game is. So, mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> that game is so far away. 
I think that's kind of one of the big problems Microsoft has right now is they have all these studios, but they have started developing their next game. So, like, they are years out for a lot of these teams. So eventually, it'll start happening, I'm sure, but, you know, it's to where they can get it kind of lined up. But I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not... Rare doesn't excite me too much overall. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we have Hellblade. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Ninja Theory with Hellblade, which I feel like that's a big game, and we definitely need to see that. Oh, yeah. And I'm very, very excited for that, because I I loved that first game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I. Yeah, I I don't know what to say, but like Hellblade's like a really really good game, and I I hope I wonder what they're what if or like how they expand upon that first game, like if if they're going to try to go bigger, if they're going to try to maintain the size of what a Hellblade is. Yeah, I, I feel like they would probably go bigger just because they have more budget. Like, do they event? Does Hellblade eventually grow to be their God of War? Yeah, maybe. I think there's a lot of good potential with that. Um, so I, I could totally see... Because that first game was, what, maybe five hours? Yeah. I mean, it, was, it wasn't very long, but I could see this one going and get growing to maybe like a 10, 12-hour game. Um, I hope it doesn't lose the special quality that the first game had because that story was just so good. Obviously, the audio was a massive thing for it and just having the power of these new consoles and series X specifically of, you know, what they could do with audio and visuals could really take this whole world to a whole nother level. Yeah. I'm, I, I it's just, exciting. uh, yeah, I, I hope they just like maintain like a lot of like what made Hellblade special. A lot of like, just, I I feel like uh, it didn't really present itself as such, but Hellblade was a pretty good horror game. Yeah, it was. Um, there were moments I, that were yeah, like totally like fucking creepy in that game. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, looking forward to that. I I think we're we're starting to run out of studios to to look through here. Yeah, there's the initiative. Which they announced Perfect Dark at the Game Awards. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's coming for a while. I'm yeah. not sure if we even see it. Me, Yeah, me either. I, I don't I don't think we'll see it either. Um, but once again, it's like, the, to me, there's a lot of good potential there on what that could be. Um, but we'll see. Um, and then I think just two more compulsion games. They did We Happy Few. That was creepy as fuck. Uh, didn't yeah. even touch it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's one of those games where it looked so cool, but then it's like this uh, survival game. And I wonder if they do a We Happy Few 2 and make it more of a single-player narrative game. Because mm. I feel like that probably has way more appeal than doing a We Happy Few 2 that's a survival game. Maybe you throw in survival elements, like a Resident Evil sort of thing, but, yeah. 
I think there's good potential with that world if it's more of a single player game, single player narrative game. I guess. So, I don't know. We, I guess it's possible we could see what they have because I think uh, we happy few. I want to say it came out in 2018. Could be wrong on that. Yeah, might have been 2019. But um, so, and then the last studio is the Coalition. And they're putting out a version of Microsoft Flight Simulator on the consoles this year. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to see a Gears of War for a while. Probably not. Probably not. And, you know, I'm totally down for a Gears 6 uh, that wraps up that story. Because that story really went to some awesome places in 5. And Mm. 5 is such a great game. In literally probably every aspect, except I found the multiplayer more like monetization, customization of the characters and stuff to be incredibly confusing and overwhelming. And I hope that they fix that stuff with a Gear Six. But the multiplayer itself was great. Horde modes great. Campaigns great. <laughs> it's it's just an awesome game and. You know, they threw in open world elements into 5, which felt really forced. Uh, makes me wonder if that was more of an experimental thing and they're going to make it more open world with 6. Like, the open world elements, it, it felt like, you know, The Last of Us Part Two had an open world section. But there was a pretty decent amount of stuff to get into and see in that section. Um... Whereas in Gears 5, it was probably even bigger with less stuff to see and do. So Mm. if they do more of that, cool, but let's, you know, obviously maybe that's the focus of the game and, um, you know, you just have more to do. Because it it just felt kind of forced and like a waste of time. Because you're just like fucking driving forever to get where you had to go. It's like, ah, it's kind of lame. There's rumors that, and they've denied it. I don't know. I don't know. But there's rumors that they're making a Star Wars game. Oh. Huh. But but they, they outright denied it. I don't know if they're doing that just to do that, but that could be is, wild. If they if that is true, like, holy smokes, that could be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give it to me. Feed me. Yeah. My, I, I'm not sure if you know this, Tyler. I've always been a fan of Star Wars, and uh, I'd love this. <laughs> yes, biggest fan <laughs> of Star Wars. Yeah, biggest Star Wars fan right here. Uh, you cannot contest that whatsoever. Nope. Uh, nope. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I think that's pretty much all the studios. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm just looking at a Wikipedia list of studios, and it looks like we've covered pretty much all of it. Um, yeah. Man, yeah, so, it's yeah. it's just really exciting. They have a lot of a uh, lot of um, big names, big name studios out out here. Uh, I mean, especially with the the Zenimax slash Bethesda software softworks uh, acquisition. Like that's like what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight studios right there. Like I mean, two of those are mobile game studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, it's like. There's just a lot there. Like, my 
the thing, the criticism at the Xbox One got was like, where, like, where are the games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where are the big games? Um, I don't think they're going to have that problem this time around. And I think with uh, Xbox Game Pass being as strong as it is and being as like as consistent about like, hey, all of our new games are going to be on this. Uh, it's. It makes it very hard to turn your nose up at Xbox. Like you gotta gotta hand it to them. Like they have a really good thing going for them. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. They just gotta deliver those games. That's really the only thing they need. I mean, they have the services. They have the system too. Like you know, the Xbox One got a lot of shit because it it was not as powerful as the PS4 when it came out, and games were not running as well. The resolutions weren't as good and they fixed that this time around too. So, you know, they, they have everything there. They just need to start delivering these games and there's a ton of potential there to do so now that they own Bethesda and bought so many of these other teams. Yeah, yeah it's and exciting. I, I feel like this conversation would be totally different if like A COVID didn't happen and like the supply lines for like these consoles like weren't interrupted. Um, and if like Halo came out last year, like yeah. there would be a totally different conversation to be had. Yep. Um, and I I wonder if that's just being delayed a little bit, and like maybe we'll start seeing what this generation is going to really shape up to be this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think hopefully here at E3 time we'll we'll see some cool announcements that will start to shape what what will be happening over the next year or two. Yeah, and hopefully this falls good with Halo and whatever else might be there. And Halo versus Horizon could be really exciting mm. this fall. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. really looking forward to it. It's it's a very exciting year um, mm-hmm. for for a number of reasons. But yeah, Xbox, uh, you got to keep your eye on them. They they got yeah. they got a lot of things. And like, hey, I I have found that it it pops up more often that. You see Xboxes for sale. Like, I've seen a lot more people be able to get their hands on an Xbox recently. I wonder if that's just because the scalpers have focused on the PlayStation or what, but like, yeah. it's, it seems somewhat doable to get an Xbox. I mm-hmm. got an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I almost bought a Series S the other day, but decided to hold off a little bit. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to be trying to get an Xbox towards the end of this year when Halo comes out. Because uh, as good as I'm sure it'll be to play Halo on a PC, that I want to experience that game on a big ass. You want to sit on your couch. TV. Absolutely. So. Yeah, that, that's the thing I noticed a lot. Like that's why, primarily, why I got the Xbox because I do have a decent PC, but like I want to play games on my couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if they run pretty much just as well, you know, then that's just a huge, huge boom. You yeah. know. Because that's that's my thing too. Is like a lot of these games I could play on a on a PC, but you know they run really well on a PS5. <laughs> have a really nice TV. You know, can sit on my and couch. Hey, you know what's great about the Xbox that the PlayStation decided to abandon? What? If you just hold that center button, mm. you can turn your console off right there. Yep. <laughs> yep. That is a thing, dude. That yeah. Which is funny because. You know, when I plugged my PS3 in, 
um, you know, months ago after I've been playing PS5 for a while, and I'm used to just hitting the PlayStation button and then scrolling over to hit turn off. I totally forgot that on a PS3 you can hold in the button, the PlayStation uh-huh. button, and turn the system off because I was going back to the dashboard and then oh, scrolling no. all the way over and turning it off there, which on PS3 slow as shit compared to modern day hardware. So that's how much the PS5 just changing that little thing completely fucked with my mind. Mm. (laughs) Also, sinking trophies on a PS3 sucks major ball sack uh, now that we have had PS4 and now even PS5 because you go to hit, you, you hit the fucking trophy button and then you're just literally sitting there for every single game to pop up mm-hmm. before you can get out of that menu. And it's like, yep. uh... Because that's the only way the trophies sink on a PS3 is if you hit that button. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, well... That was Xbox. Uh, I guess we'll see, like, all the evidence of whatever's going to happen the rest of the year uh, the week after this, this releases. Yep. So, yeah, we're, we're going to keep an eye on that. We're actually going to hang out and maybe watch that together. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's kick it to, uh, to, to the outro here where, where we tell the listener a couple of things. Uh, one way is how to ask us questions. Uh, you can do that via email at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PS Report Podcast. Send us all of your Xbox questions. <laughs> uh, you can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Until next time, be good to each other. Play your video games and... Ba-ba-ba-ba. Ba-ba-ba-ba.